0: Hey friends, we hope this message from C3 Fort Worth helps you see Jesus like never before. And if you're in or around Fort Worth, we'd love to meet you on a Sunday or at one of our weekly dinner parties. Like I said before, service, you know, it's whenever you're going through your week and you're you're doing your thing and you know, you're just living your best life and then all of a sudden, you know, some something comes up where you are thrown into Uh, The fire you're thrown into uh, kind of a scramble to figure out some things and to work some things out. Um, So I got a call on Friday, said, hey, uh, be prepared. Um, And so I woke up Saturday morning uh, texting and calling and asking and getting no response and finally got a response, a a hard response yesterday evening. uh, So I sat down and, uh, I mean, I, I didn't even pray. I didn't even like uh read. I, I just started writing down uh what was you know coming to my mind and I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. I didn't write down anything at all. Uh, no, I spent some time you know looking through some, some notes and uh you know whenever you've whenever you've preached hopefully it, when you preach you you save your notes because they will come in handy one day. Uh, when you've got uh 36 hours to prepare to speak before uh, thousands, you who are here present and those watching online. Um, and so, you, you, you know, just say, say those notes. Journal what, what the Lord puts on your heart, even if you're not a preacher where you, you don't stand up in front of people. Uh, journal your notes. Write down stuff that you're getting from the Lord. Uh, but but all I like to say is I, I, I sat down, I started going through my notes, and I, I wanted to find something that kind of went along with what we are in right now in stories we are, we are talking about stories. We are hearing stories. We are reading stories. Uh, some of you see the cards on the, ta- uh, on the chairs around you. Uh, it's a story. And so you have a story. I have a story. Amen? And you know what I was thinking about? When we think about stories, if we stripped all of the details away and really just kind of looked at the ebb and the flow of the story, I would, I would probably say we all have pretty much the same story. We all probably have pretty close to the same story, right? If you strip us down from skin color and hair color and size, we're pretty much the same person. We're, we're, we're made up the same way. We all have the same general story. If you're sitting here this morning, we, you have the same story as I have, is that we were once lost, and now we're found, we were blind, and now we see. We were once a wretched sinner, and that's what we are given to. And now we have been saved by God's amazing grace. Amen. And so that's where I want to kind of hang out this morning is just the, 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 the reconciliation that we have through Christ. This is our story, is that we were once dead in sins and trespasses, but God stepped in and he loved us. Even in the midst of our sins and our trespasses, he loved us. He poured out his grace upon us, and he and he set us up. He he set us apart. He created us for these good works. I want to read to you a scripture, Second Corinthians uh, in chapter five, and then we will get into uh, Ephesians chapter two. So that's where we're going to hang out for the most part today. Is Ephesians chapter two uh, verses one through ten? But I want to read to you Second Corinthians uh, chapter five and verse eighteen. And it says, all this is from God, who through Christ reconciled us to himself and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. I'm going to read that one more time. And all this is from God, who through Christ, not your own good works, not your good deeds, not your righteousness, and I dare even say not even your faith. It was first through him and his grace towards you. Nothing ever originates from us. He is the one who puts his spirit on the inside of us and gives us that hunger, that longing, that thirst, that desire to change from where we're at to where he wants us to be. It came through him, through Christ, uh, reconciled us to himself, and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. Uh, So you guys can go on over to Ephesians chapter 2. And like I said, we'll be in verses 1 through 10. Father, we thank you, Lord, for this day. We thank you, Lord, for what you have already done uh, in this service, in this time together, in and, 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 and rehearsal, in and, and team huddle, in uh, worship. Uh, and Lord, now as we get to sit down and we get to talk about and read about and listen to and hear about and learn your word, the word that was from the beginning, Jesus, the word the Word made flesh. God, come and make yourself even more real than we've known you before, than we've seen you before. Let us see Jesus like never before today. Let us see Jesus like never before. What we thought of him, let him blow our mind with something new a new a new a new area of his love a new a new way of grace a new way of his mercy towards us god let us see your son jesus like never before today in this room as we are here together we pray all this in jesus name so ephesians chapter 2 verses 1 through 10 uh, how many of you have ever read through the book of Ephesians? Um, you can base your whole theology on, uh, on this on this book right here, the book of Ephesians. Amazing, amazing book. Uh, and chapter two, it says in verse one, and you guys can read along. Hopefully, you brought your Bibles. If not, your Bibles, your phone Bibles. It's funny you don't you don't see Bible books anymore. You see. Uh, Bible phones, phone Bibles. I'm guilty. Um, I even make notes uh, and highlight in my phone Bible or my iPad Bible. Uh, Thank God it's the same Bible, just in different um, technology. Ephesians chapter 2, verses 1 through 10. It says, You were dead in the trespasses and sins in which you once walked, Following the course of this world, following the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that is now at work in the sons of disobedience, among whom we all once lived in the passions of our flesh, carrying out the desires of the body and the mind, and were by nature children of wrath like the rest of mankind. But God, amen? Somebody say, but God. Come on, say it with a little attitude. But God. But God. I mean, you got to kind of throw your head to the side when you say that. But God, we were dead in our sins and our trespasses being carried about by the Spirit that is now at work in the sons of disobedience. We ourselves were in this same boat as every other person on mankind. But God, amen. Now, say it with a little bit of, but God, come on, say it. There you go. Like, say it, say it. But God, Amen, being rich in mercy because of the great love with which He loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved, and raised us up with Him, and seated us with Him. See, that's the heavenly thunder right there. Come on, Jesus. For we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Somebody say amen to that. Like all good preachers, and hopefully Pastor Brandon will get this, I got three points for you today. (laughs) And Pastor Brandon and Mary, if you're watching, which I hope you're resting, but if you're watching, we are praying for you. We're standing with you, believing God for you, for healing. Thank you for the opportunity to come and stand uh, before this people and uh, declare your word. So thank you, Pastor Brandon and Meredith, for all that you guys have done in this church, in this body. So we honor you guys today. I got three points for you. The first one is we all have a past. Yeah, somebody somebody agreed with that. We all have a past. Past. How many of you would say your past is ugly? Come on. Some of you would say your past is ugly. I know there are parts of my past that, that look nice. I grew up in church. I was in church almost every weekend. I, I feel sorry for my kids sometimes because I know what they're going through. You know, you you you, you love sleeping in on Saturday mornings. And then Sunday morning hits you, and you're like, oh, man, I don't have any other mornings to sleep in because I got school tomorrow. But I also have a part of my past that is not pretty, that even though I was in church, I was not really looking like I was in church. We all have a past, and I hope that some of you in this room are, are, are thankful for your past, if you will. You're thankful that it's not your present, nor do you see it as your future, but you see it as your past. One of the best things we can do as Christians is to leave what happened in the past in the past, right? How do we break through? By running forward. We don't break through and get free by continuing to look at the past, by going back to the past and what we did, or what somebody else did to us. We press on. Right? We press on forward, not pressing back. We're pressing on forward. We are pushing forward. So we all have a past. I love the scriptures here. It says, and you were dead in your trespasses and sins in which you once walked. You were and once walked. Those are past tense. Those are not present tense. It's not you are walking in. It's not you are dead. Some of you may feel dead, but you are not dead. Because Scripture says that He, through Christ, made us alive. So you are alive this morning. If I came and punched you in the mouth, you would feel it. John said he would punch me back. Hopefully, I would be able to get a quick punch in and then run as fast as I could. I heard he danced a lot this weekend and, and ran up and down some stairs, so maybe I could just get away. Although I do have a little spot in my back where it just feels like it's a little catcher out of place. I'm getting old, y'all. The gray hair is 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 real. It's real. I don't highlight it. Some people pay money for this, but I I got it for free. Thank <laughs> Jesus. I got it for free. We all have a past who were, right? We were, and we walked. We were walking. We used to be walking in this way, but not anymore. It says, among whom we all uh, all once lived. We all once lived. He starts with the inward. We were dead in our sins and our trespasses, and then he moves to the outward in which we walked. It completely covered us. It It completely engulfed us. It completely took over us, our sins. It it governed everything we did. We lived according to the prince of the power of the air that is now at work in the sons of disobedience. We used to walk according to a different spirit. We used to walk according to a different spirit. We were wretched. We were arrogant. We loved ourselves more than others. We loved ourselves more than God. We loved ourselves more than anything. We thought about nothing more than our own self. But that's who we used to be. We were bound uh, by sin. We were were slaves to sin. Romans 6, 6 says this, that our old self was crucified with him in order that our body of sin might be done away with so that we would no longer be slaves to sin. We were slaves to sin. This was our past. But thank God... Through Christ Jesus, we have the victory. We all have a past. It says the sting of death uh, in Romans 8 is sin, and the power of sin is the law. but thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. So the first point I want you to understand this morning is this: We all have a past. You can't look at another person in this room and think that you're better, you're higher. You might have some more wisdom, you might have some more experience, but when it all comes down to it and we strip everything away, we all are sinners saved by a gracious and merciful God. And what we once were is what we once were. We are no longer that that man. We are no longer that woman. We all have a past. Somebody say, but God... Thank y'all. But God, I used to live in this sinful nature. That used to be the only thing that I thought about was just me, myself, and I. But God, being rich in mercy, amen. Look at verses uh, 4 through 7. But God, being rich in mercy because of the great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead and our trespasses made us alive together with Christ, by, the grace, uh, by grace you have been saved and raised up with him and seated us with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus, so that in the coming ages he might show his immeasurable riches of his grace and kindness towards us in Christ Jesus. It is the kindness of God that leads us to repentance. It's his goodness. It's his kindness. I know uh, a friend of ours, Jared Anderson, has a song called Kindness. I know that Corey Asbury has a song in which he says, I know there's got to be more than this, but I can't get past your kindness. I can't get past your kindness. Your goodness, your kindness to love me, who is a sinner, and not just a sinner, But the Bible says that we were enemies. We were enemies. Not just doing our own thing, but we were doing our own thing uh, to fight against, to war against the Spirit of God. Why? Because we were being controlled and governed and led by the Spirit of this world. But that is no longer us. Amen. We had a but God Moment. He came and he made us alive in Christ. But God, you know, a dead man feels comfortable in a coffin, right? Right? He's not going anywhere, right? If, if you were dead in a coffin, would, would you, you know, hey, let's, I guess this is where I'm going to be for a while. But if somebody was to come and make that person alive in that coffin, Their response would no longer be just, well, I guess this is comfortable, it's warm, no rain, no cold, no heat. You know, it's pretty cool down underneath the ground, you know, so imagine it feels nice. No, if you were made alive while you're in a coffin, what's your response going to be? Get me out of here. Get me out of here. The same way we were dead in our sins and our trespasses, we were comfortable, we didn't need to go anywhere, we didn't need to do anything, we didn't need to change anything. I'm comfortable in my sin. I like me a lot. But Jesus came and made us alive. The breath of God breathed upon us. We had that but God moment where we were were, uh, uh, comfortable and safe and nice In our sin, but God saw a better way. Bible says that His ways are higher; His ways are greater. So He saw a better way for you and me, and He breathed His life uh, uh, into you. And what happened? We were made alive. Now, no longer are we comfortable in our sins in our trespasses. We are no longer comfortable in our coffin. We need to get out. We need to break out of that thing. The same way as a a dead man made alive in a coffin wants to break out, I want to encourage you this morning. If you feel dead, you may have had a relationship with Jesus. You may have had moments where you talk to him regularly, and and today you sit here and you just kind of feel dead. Believe on his grace. You are saved by grace through faith. So, what does it take to accept that grace? Faith. Have faith. Believe that where you're at now is just part of your greater story. And one day you're going to stand in the future in that present moment and you will look back at this past and say, I was once dead sitting in church, not alive. I've had relationship with Jesus, I've talked to Jesus, I've prayed, I, 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 I've, I've done communion, I, I, I've, I've done everything that I know how to do, and I just didn't feel that breakthrough. But God, but God came and breathed his life into me again. Where I was dead, he made me alive. So number one, we all have a past. Number two, but God. That's your second point for this morning, if you hadn't already written it down. But God. How many of you love those but God moments? Where you thought somebody was dying, but God came in and rescued them. Where you thought a marriage was over, but God came in and reconciled. Where you thought a a, a child was, was... You have disciplined, and you have whooped, and you have grounded, and you have taken away things. You have done everything you knew how to do. But God, and some of you still are living in those days. (laughs) But God, I was here. That's not where I wanted to be. Just like Paul said in Romans 7, the things I want to do, I don't find myself doing things I don't want to do, somehow I find myself doing those things, but God, but God. So we all have a past, number two, but God. So number three is this, number one, we all have a past. Number two is what? But God, come on, so number one, we all have a past, Number two is what? There you go. We're going to have some sassy Christians walking in here next week, throwing their jacket back, and, but God, hallelujah, but God. Number three, he gave us a hope, and he gave us a future. I have a past full of sin, regret, bad mistakes, things I've said, things I've done, things I've looked at, the ways I've acted, but God came in. He stepped into my present, and he changed me. He made me alive. Now he has given me a hope and a future. We all know Jeremiah 29, 11. If you spent time in church for more than 20 years, I imagine, you've got to know this scripture. Jeremiah 29, 11 says, For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. What declares the Lord? Plans to prosper you, plans to, uh, to give you a hope and a future, plans to prosper you, not to harm you, right? If he is for us, he's not against us. If he's for us, who can be against us? It doesn't mean that there won't be people that come against us. It just means it doesn't matter who's against you. Even the devil and all of his army. If God be for you, who can be against you? He says, I know the plans that I have for you. Plans to give you a hope. Plans to give you a future. Plans to prosper you. Plans to prosper you. Plans to set you up for success. Not to harm you. Not to hurt you. Some of you say, well, the situation that I'm in right now, it feels pretty hurtful. I've lost. Maybe it's a college football game. Those things hurt. I'm not bringing any up. I'm not bringing any up because my day has been there and it may soon come again. But you may be sitting in a moment right now where you say, this does not feel like prosper. This feels like harm. Trust. Trust. We sang this morning, all your promises are yes and amen. God's yes may mean no to something else, but his yes is so much better than what you're hoping for. The Bible says that he is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think. He's saying, I've been hoping for a long time. Keep hoping. Keep believing. Keep declaring his word over your life. Pour your spirit out. That's not just a song. That's a prayer. That should be our prayer. Every day, pour your spirit out. God, you said that you would pour your spirit out over all flesh. So, God, right now, I need you to pour your spirit out upon me right now. Let's look at verses 8 through 10. Verses 8 through 10 says, For by grace you have been saved through faith And this is not your own doing. It is the gift of God, not a result of your works, so that no one may boast. I want us to hear that. For by your grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not your own doing. It is a gift of God, not a result of works. Antichrist is can do. Christ is It is finished. We live in a it is finished life. From the cross until the return, we live in a it is finished season. That means that every bit of harm, every bit of pain, every bit of suffering, every bit of wrongdoing, it is all God's grace to bring us to the place that he wants us to be. He wants you to see, you know what? That past is the past. I've got a hope and a future for you. I've got something better for you. You have been saved by grace through faith. This, this is not your own doing, it is the gift of God, not a result of works, so that no one may boast. No, no longer can do, it is all. It is finished. Jesus said, It is finished not a result of works so that no one may boast. Verse 10, for we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. The New Testament correlates faith and grace so that we will see grace as the factor for our salvation, not our works, not our doing. It is by grace, by grace. Faith and boasting cannot coexist. It is only by grace. And This is not your own doing. This is the gift of God, not a result of works so that no one may boast. Any good we do, any good we say, it is all because of the all-sufficiency of God's grace and his goodness for our life according to his riches and glory, which never fail, which never run out, which are always there for us. And as I kind of begin to close here, Revelations uh, in chapter two, uh, verses one through four. I'm gonna read this to you here. Because John is writing to the church at Ephesus, and he is speaking uh, mainly about their works And how they have turned away, or even abandoned, if you will, their first love. Revelation chapter 2. It says, to the angel of the church in Ephesus write, the words of him who holds the seven stars in his right hand, who walks among the seven golden lampstands. Verse 2, I know your works, your toil, and your patient endurance. Did you hear me? I know your work, I know your toil, and I know your patient endurance, and how you cannot bear with those who are evil, but have tested those uh, who call themselves apostles and are not, and found them to be false. He says in verse 3, I know you are enduring patiently and bearing up for my name's sake, and you have not grown weary, do not grow weary in well-doing. How many of you feel like this is you right now? I've been working. I've been toiling. I've been patiently enduring. Verse 4, but I have this against you, that you have abandoned the love you had at first. It's very easy in Christian culture, in the church world. Are you going to be a little preacher one day, a little worship leader, just finding your way to the stage? Say, Mom, I want to be in front of everybody. Don't touch those pedals or you're going to get in trouble. You've been been working. You've been toiling. You've been patiently waiting and enduring. This is what I want to encourage you this morning. You may look back and say, you know what? I have a past. But God stepped in. He changed my course. He changed my path. And he didn't just change it, but he gave me a hope and a future. He didn't just turn me away from my sin. He turned me away from my sin into himself. We are seated with Christ in heavenly places. He wants us to not just turn our eyes away and our lives away from sin to something better than sin. He wants us to turn our lives away from sin to him. That is repentance. That is repentance. Not when we turn away from sin and find something that keeps us from sin. Because really, that's just turning ourselves from sin to another sin. He wants us to turn away from sin and he wants us to run towards him. You may be working, you may be toiling, you may be striving, you may be patiently enduring. Do not grow weary in your well-doing. Stay faithful, trust his promises. We all have a past. And that past may, for some of us, it may look really, really ugly. Some of your past may look way uglier than somebody else's past. It doesn't matter. But God, amen? But God. He came in and he changed my story. My story could have led down a different path. It could have it gone in a different direction. If it was according to my sin. But God stepped in. He breathed his life uh, into me. He caused me to come alive, no longer thinking about the sin, no longer thinking about me, myself, and I, but now my focus is on his plan, his plans to prosper me, not to harm me, his plans to give me a hope and a future, his plans to set me up for something better than what I had thought for myself. Don't lose. Don't leave. Don't abandon your first love. Don't abandon that but God moment. I've heard that in, in counseling um, that one way that you, as a, as a as a married couple, can kind of keep that fire burning, if you will. This is this is totally okay. So don't anybody get squirmy in your seats. It's just to go back to that moment when you realize that you were in love. When you, when, you, when you found that person and you realize, I want to spend my life, the rest of my life, with this one person. I can remember standing right here, right now, the moment that I told Ruthie for the first time that I loved her. And I was crying. Take yourself back to that moment where God spoke to you and you realize, oh my gosh there is something better for me. I don't have to live in this any longer. I don't have to live worrying about or or wondering about. I can live fully in the promises of God and what he has planned for me, what he has hoped for me, what he's been praying for me. Jesus is our intercessor. He's been praying to the Father for us. If If you don't feel like anybody's been praying for you, The Lord's been praying for you. And let me tell you something. His prayers work. If anybody's prayers are going to work, his prayers are going to work. So give yourself fully to that moment, that but God moment. Don't allow the cares of this world to pull you away from that first love fire. Don't allow the cares of this world to pull you away from that moment where you realized, I am loved. I am loved. The thing I love about Ephesians chapter 2, and especially in verse 10, it says that he created us for good works. We have, uh, as we read in in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 18, that we've been given the ministry of reconciliation. We talk a lot about stories in here right now. We read the scripture uh, earlier. We overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. Your testimony is your story. Your story matters. Why does your story matter? Because you've been given the ministry of reconciliation. You need to tell people about your past and where you once were. It's okay because that's not where you're at now it's not who you are now but what you speak to someone your testimony your story it is a moment where the ministry of reconciliation is working in you and through you to draw that person to the place of recognizing and realizing and living in the kindness of God for them to repent and turn to Jesus your story matters there is value In your story, there is worth in your story. So live okay with your past. It's not who you were. I was stupid. I made bad decisions. I did dumb things. Come on, somebody say it with me. But God stepped in and He changed it all. And He gave me a hope and He gave me a future. He gave me a reason to live continue telling your story. Continue working out the ministry of reconciliation. You are a priest. You are are, are someone who carries the presence of God. You have been given the task, the duty, the command, the joy, the liberty, the freedom, the delight to set up a meeting place between God and man. And it's your story that will connect people to the goodness and the love and the mercy of Jesus. Don't ever discount Your story, because your story, it matters. Amen? Y'all stand up with me this morning. Father, there is nothing greater than a heart that realizes your goodness, than a heart that feels your love, than a heart that, that opens up and that is opened up to the love of God. Yes, we all have a past. Yes, we all have been broken. We all have cracks. We all have breaks in us. We all have places in our lives where we have just kind of been patchworked together. But God, this is not our final story. This is not our final resting place. We have a but God moment where you stepped in and you breathed your spirit into our dead dry bones and you made us come alive and now we are alive and not only are we alive but we are seated in heavenly places we are seated high and above every care every worry of this world you have given us a hope and a future god give us the joy and the delight of telling our stories Let us be joyful and glad to tell our story of I was once a sinner, but now I'm saved by grace. I was once blind. I was once lost. I was once deaf and dumb, but now, God, you have awakened me. You have caused me to see. You have found me. I can hear you speaking to me. I understand your voice. You understand my voice. And I will walk fully in this present It is finished. God's goodness all around me moment. Thank you for this day. Thank you for your spirit. We ask this in Jesus' name.